Hey there. Thanks for joining me today for another episode of Lymphedema Podcast. My name is Betty. I'm a certified lymphedema therapist, passionate lymphedema advocate, wife, mother, and the voice behind Lymphedema Podcast. What began as a small passion project in 2019 to provide answers and explanations to people with the lymphatic disease lymphedema has now reached more than 75 countries. Whether you're a patient, caregiver, or medical professional, or someone interested in lymphedema, there is an episode here for you. Every week this season, there will be a new episode to help you learn more and navigate better your journey ahead. I am so passionate about teaching others about lymphedema that I created this podcast. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're ready to learn something new today. Hey everybody, and welcome back for episode 110 of Lymphedema Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Juzo Compression Garments. Joining me today is Juzo champion, Lindsay Sosevic, and she has stage three secondary lymphedema. Guys, let's get to know Lindsay. Lindsay, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You are welcome. I'm really great grateful that Holly made the recommendation that I get you on the podcast so far. She has not steered me wrong. Um, I (laughs) loved meeting Dominique and getting to know him. And I know after checking out your social media, I totally creeped on you, um, just to get an idea like, Hey, you know, what kind of questions do I want to ask this lady? Let's see um, what she's up to. You're hardcore. I mean, your Instagram says you're a fitness trainer, a skier, adventure seeker, totally right up my alley. Um, I just want you to tell me more about your life. I want to hang out with you. Let's be friends. Uh, tell me all about Lindsay. Oh man, that's such a nice introduction. Uh, I am an adventure seeker, uh, you know, and skiing has become and was such an important part of the last 10 years of my life. I lived in Jackson, Hole, Wyoming. I got into like snow safety, backcountry rescue, ski mountaineering, uh, and it, it was a nice journey. And it, it, that kind of experience has prepared me to deal with, you know, difficult terrain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I see. I see what you did there with that one. Um, <laughs> so tell me how you started your lymphedema journey. What, what brought lymphedema to your life? So pretty much out of nowhere, with no symptoms, I was diagnosed with cancer. Um, right after that, I took the next five days to circumnavigate the Teton Crest Trail and think about it. And, you know, it was something I didn't expect. I had never been sick. I, I was a very healthy person working as a personal trainer. I've been a professional athlete. So I had a radical hysterectomy. I had a difficult recovery just because it's always difficult for that situation. And, you know, two years later, I'm canyoneering in the Guadalupe Canyon of Mexico. I started to experience some swelling in my right leg and I thought I was bitten by a bug. I, I, I was far away from anything. So I ended up in the San Diego emergency room and I knew my history of cancer. I had had a lot of lymph nodes removed. And I was on my way to Bali and Lombok to climb a volcano with a photographer, a friend of mine who was writing an article. The emergency room had to check off a box that said I did not have lymphedema or blood clots. And they gave me literally permission to fly all the way around the world and go do this expedition. So when I landed after flying, no compression, no idea that lymphedema was even a possibility, 
My leg was about 18 inches and 36 pounds heavier than the other one. I couldn't wear a shoe. I was terrified. I thought to myself, my cancer has spread to my lymph nodes and I'm dying. So I Skyped with Huntsman Cancer Institute, um, which was, is my home-based doctor. They suggested I fly back. So I fly back again. My leg is turning into this thing. I don't recognize, you know, I'm, I'm an athlete. I'm looking down and I'm like, wow, this is the way I'm going to go out. Uh Huh? And, you know, I, I, I met with them. They, they gave me an appointment in three weeks. So the timing on that, when you're at that stage one, that's reversible with, you know, looking back, it was difficult, more difficult now that I know. But once I got into my decongestion phase, it took about three months. I was very diligent um, and I got my leg back to its normal size. And that's when I discovered Juzo. I reached out to them. I I was feeling very hopeless and I needed to know that it could become a part of me and that fashion was a piece of me. And I saw the red colors and I just reached out to them and I mentioned, you know, I'm an ambassador for a lot of things. You know, I've been ambassador for Lole and Lululemon and Arteryx. I want to be a piece of this because I want to help people know that this can still be cool. (laughs) And so that's how I met Holly. And then I spoke at a couple of conventions with Juzo and they, they've been inspired by my story, but most importantly, like I'm able to inspire other people who were hopeless. Like I was, or maybe a little bit of hope, or maybe they're just afraid. Yeah. So, wow. You just said so much, uh, <laughs> one, you have traveled so much. I can tell that you are, you know, cultured and you definitely are an adventure seeker and lymphedema unmanaged doesn't do well with travel, uh, especially flying, especially all those altitude changes. So you definitely, it's unlucky, I think for anyone to develop lymphedema after cancer treatment, but I think luckily you caught it and your medical team were able to direct you into a decongestive therapy so that you can continue those things. Um, and that's what I think is amazing. And I always like to highlight that in someone's story is that while lymphedema can be isolating, it can be very scary and difficult to understand and manage. It's not the end of the world. You can truly continue to live your life, seek adventure and have, and have style. So you mentioned that you reached out to Juzo because, um, the colors stuck out to you. I was actually going to ask you that, you know, what drew you to Juzo over, um, any other medical compression that you could have gotten for your leg. And I'm glad that you mentioned the colors, because that's one of the things that I loved about Juzo as a young, early CLT in my career is that I loved their colors. I love that they change their colors um, and the styles that they come in. Is there anything else particularly about whenever you were kind of navigating this garment world? Um, was there anything else about Juzo that stuck out to you other than the colors? Or was it just like, hey, that's cute. Let me buy it. <laughs> well, you medicinal nude is my least favorite color personally. Although I do have a few of the silver scent ones that are some sort of nudie silver, but hot pink. I mean, I wear a hot pink compression sock. They don't 
make that color currently because it was trend color, but anything close to pink I'm into. And it, it just, it's a piece of me and people ask me about it and people assume that it's just like an asymmetrical awesomeness. Yeah. And, but other than that, you know, when I connected with Juzo, I think I sent an email like directly to the president because <laughs> I was like, here's the thing. I Googled lymphedema and it's scary. And I found, and I found lymphosaurus Rex on Instagram, who is an ex-model. And and I I saw that post and it was, and I showed it to my mom and I was like, maybe I'm going to be okay. And then I thought if I can be that, so I reach out to Juzo and not only is the product incredible, it's the little touches, like the, like the silk patch behind my knee. It enables me to do yoga and be bent for periods of time. I can still cycle. And I was teaching cycling classes and hopping on the pellets and things that I couldn't do at first, I realized there might be a solution to. And then when I got to meet Juzo, all the, the whole level of Juzo, I realized it was a family and they care. And literally I had hugs. My hair was pink and my compression was pink and I'm speaking in front of them. And I just, I knew that I was part of a solution. Even the person that works for Juzo who puts the product in the package and ships it out the door, that person I'm thankful for because I can still live my life. I definitely love that Juzo, that Juzo feels very much like a family you're invited into. And I, I have had that experience as well with meeting members of the Juzo family and meeting them, telling them our story with, um, Bryland's feet foundation and camp watch me and how they supported me in the podcast in the early days. Um, I don't, I don't know what I would do without Juzo. So I just want to say that there. I'm a huge, huge fan (laughs) and I have to, I have to like, you know, stay politically correct and things. Cause, um, the podcast is supported by many valued members. Um, but I know that Juzo was one of the first as a young therapist for me. And that's always played a really valuable part in how I educate others, how I view compression and my experience in general, because some people, some young therapists, they'll get really tied up and confused in what garment to choose, how to recommend compression, how to fit, how to do all these things. And Juzo just made it so easy for me as a young therapist. And I've never, I've never looked back. I've added more tools to my toolbox, Mm -hmm. but I've never looked back. And Juzo is top notch, big fan. Agreed. And and it's not that and I've tried, I, it's not that I am exclusive to what helps people. Right. I love Juzo. I love the family. It works for me. The feel of it is so like, it's so like sleek. I can wear it under my yoga pants sometimes. (laughs) sometimes. <laughs> um, but I, I agree with you. It, it just, it was something that I instantly was drawn to and it's, it's the product, it's the people, it's the mission. It's the, it's the love. So I want to know about how you manage your lymphedema. I know that Juzo plays a role in that. Um, let's talk about your always, sometimes never this. And this is something I want to make a children's book about just you know, always, sometimes never, it's pretty simple. Like always wear compression. When people see me, they have no idea that my leg was actually 36 inches and 18 pounds heavier until I show them. But every minute that I've had a compression sock, I've worn it 
when every single day since I've diagnosed that I've had one, I've worn it. Um, so always wear compression. Always check in with your PT and get new measurements. Always movement. Your leg with compression on is a piston. That's how that fluid is going to move, move that fluid. Uh, pump or MLD. You know, I, I did MLD every day for two years, twice a day, self-manually. I don't know if I was good enough at it, but I was trying to do it. Pump. I use a lymphopress pump. It, it is a game changer for me personally. Um, have antibiotics available that your doctor can prescribe just in case something happens. I was at a music festival. I sat on an anthill. Not the best. Oh, Guess what? I had an antibiotic. I started taking it. Don't let it get out of control. And then lastly, you know, drink water, <laughs> drink water, drink water. It helps. It's, it's what, you know, it's how you flush toxins from your body. So always do that. Sometimes this is my sometimes body brushing. I know it helps. I'm busy. I just pumped for an hour, but I sometimes body brush. Um, sometimes take, take a longer, hotter shower without like you can't wear a compression in the shower I guess right. you could oh, I don't um sometimes use my rebounder like I pretty much do it sometimes all day if I walk by it I hop on it it takes 30 seconds to get your lymph moving um stand when you're sitting I mean not at like a five-star dinner but I stand almost all of the time like if I have a choice of like going to a bar table or sitting at a table I'm going to go to the bar table. I'm going to put like one cheek on the chair so that my leg can be standing. That's really helpful to me. And then elevate. If I'm not moving or standing or I just have had enough of compression, trust me, I'm there. Elevate at those times. You know, stick your leg up, put it up. Um, And then the never, like never hot tub. Not joking. (laughs) Not even with your leg out. If you're like my arms out, guess what? Like that hotness is inflammatory and like I blame a hot tub on one of the worst experiences of my life uh never for me never spend a day without compression oh it's my wedding day oh I have a wedding I don't want to wear this with that that is not a big deal wear your compression if you if they're all dirty grab a dirty one put it on and wear it right um spray some Febreze on it and just go out the door right never ignore a cut a bug bite an injury, a skin crack, watch it. If it starts to turn red, circle it with a marker, write what time it is. Watch yourself to make sure that if you're, if you have a bug bite, you know, the red is spreading, circle it with a pen or marker. If it moves, go get help. It's, it's so easy to tackle something at the beginning. Um, and then lastly, like never, and this is, I love tattoos. I have a bunch elective surgeries, needles, shots, anything in your, in your, in your problem zone, just don't do it. You know, like don't risk it on an involuntary thing. Don't be like, well, I really wanted to get this tattoo recolored on my lymphedema arm. Just don't never, but also do you all do me. That's my suggestions. Um, I've been pretty successful with my management of lymphedema physically. And, and clearly we all go through our emotional moments of, of dealing with that as well. But uh, it's, it's just always sometimes never by Lindsay. And if tell me yours, but maybe I'm doing something wrong. I think that's great. If anyone's listening and you want to comment on the post uh, on the 
blog post on the website or Instagram when this is shared, what's your always, sometimes, never? Um, I'd like to hear from you or email me, lymphedemapodcast at gmail.com, and I'll share these with Lindsay too so we can add them to her children's book. This would make a great um, like coloring activity book, I think. I like a, a word search for all the always and a word search for all the sometimes. <clears throat> We're always thinking like about kids stuff, it seems like, because of Brylin's feet and Camp Watch Me activities. So yeah, that's right up my alley too. Um, let's talk about diagnosis and prognosis. How do you feel about this? So this is something that I've written extensively about both like just mind mapping in my brain and also like to help other people. When I was diagnosed with lymphedema, I was given a prognosis of what I can and can't do. Oh, you have lymphedema. You can't rock climb. And really the big one was like, you have lymphedema. You can't ski anymore. And skiing is my joy particle. So my, my thought of this is take the advice about your diagnosis. Yes, I have this. Become your own expert. Look into it. Look into people who are doing what you're doing. For me, I found a custom boot fitter. I have an alpine terrain boot, which is more adjustable. I have three to four extra buckles on my boot so that as my leg is inflamed from going up the chairlift or skiing down, I also know it's not the same as before. If I, if I have toe bang, I could end up with it. So I'm very careful. I'm not afraid to stop or quit, take my boot off, fix my socks. But if somebody's telling you what you can or can't do based on the diagnosis of lymphedema, I challenge you to be cautious. Re think about what it is that you do. Risk to reward. Reach out to other people who are maybe doing that with lymphedema. Like for me, Thomas Charles Welch, silver medalist in the Olympics lymphedema. I reached out to him. I met him for coffee in Colorado. So I'm here. I know how to direct people, but if there's something that they've told you that you can't do, let me know about it. Let somebody know about it because that's not your diagnosis. That's your prognosis. That's right. And people are defying those odds all the time. I mean, women who have lymphedema are encouraged to not have children or to not have multiple births because the toll of pregnancy on your body influences and makes lymphedema more difficult, but you can still have a family. You can grow your family. Mm -hmm. You just have to be diligent with those always sometimes nevers and mm -hmm. build this awareness around your body so that you can do the things that you want to do. Um, even when it comes to like tattoos and things like you just put it somewhere else, man, put it somewhere yeah. else. If you I know, want I have one. I have one over here. This is as far as you can get from my lymphedema. I don't think I would do it again though. I, I did have a, like, no, it's just an interesting thing. I had a lot more information and I had like a lot more worry, but one of the things about the diagnosis and prognosis is, you know, I broke my tibial plateau skiing with lymphedema in my lymphedema leg. Oh. So I immediately called my physical therapist and I, and she's like, first of all, don't take your compression off. Second of all, I'm going to tell you who to go see because he knows about lymphedema. Right. So when I went and had my MRI and my x-rays and we made a game plan to heal a tibial plateau fracture and also like tore some ligaments or something. Um, he, he like guided me through that, knowing that surgery is the last option, particularly for how my break went. 
So the plan came from me knowing that I needed a different plan. I can't just go into an emergency room with an injury and not have that person understand my condition. So by me being an expert and reaching out to an expert who I know can connect me with someone who's an expert, I had a plan in place. I had compression, muscle stimulation, elevation. I was non-weight bearing and I still ski. I broke my lymphedema leg and I came back from it. And so can you from anything. Um, I, I hope. And even if you can't, you still can't. <laughs> yeah. In, in some way or another, I mean, you can adapt and you can come back. And I think that that's, that's a powerful story is that you had to be your advocate first. You didn't just go to the first emergency room or see the first orthopedic doctor you found, you went to the person you relied on, which was your therapist, your PT, and they gave you a recommendation. I will say not everyone is going to have that great of a network. And I understand that. And I always want people to know, I don't have the answers and I don't know everyone. And I sure don't know everything, but I will be happy to field any emails, any comments, any questions, and I will help you find someone in your area, in your network that we can get you in touch with, because that's what this community is about. And what's the point in having, you know, 50,000 downloads on a podcast, if I'm not going to respond to people's emails and questions and point them in that direction. Um, it's not just so I can hear my own voice and like play this back and think it's cool. It's because mm -hmm. I truly want to help and change people's circumstances with the network that is building and growing through the podcast. So lymphedema podcast is made possible by the support of Eros Medical, Bryland's Feet Foundation, Dr. Jenna Wishnu at Lamb Vascular and Associates, Juzo Compression, and MediUSA. For more information and to browse previous episodes, visit the lymphedema podcast website. If anyone has a situation like that, I think Lindsay, I mean, you sound like a problem solver. Um, we're just going to put Lindsay on like a column somewhere and she'd be like, <laughs> ask Lindsay, anything, Lindsay's lymphedema corner or something. We're going to, we're going to get you out there. Well, there's, you just have to create your community and Juzo does a great job. Also lymphopress does a great job. Um, jokes. These are, there's communities on Facebook. There's communities on Instagram. There's healthy, like working out with lymphedema and these people have their own lives and their own experience. And I know for a fact, the Juzo website has my connections handles email and I didn't know anything. The first person I met with lymphedema was Amy Rivera after I had already been invited to speak about lymphedema. I had never met someone. I asked her so many questions. She must have been annoyed. I was like, can I touch your compression sock? Like, is it tough? Does it feel like mine? Were you crying in a Kmart parking lot with rubber gloves the first time you tried to put it on? Like, I mean, these stories are real and people want, you know, if someone can help you, they want to. So use, create your network, write it down, carry it in your wallet. Like in case of emergency, ask this person what to do. That's so smart. And that's so real. I mean, that's something that is always, always on my mind um, when it comes to the lymphedema community, especially as the founder and director for Camp Watch Me is that. There's so many people, you know, it's one thing to see someone on social media, 
it's one thing to idolize or fantasize about what their life is like. You know, they have lymphedema too. Oh, they must have it so easy. Oh, everything they post is perfect and pretty. Um, or maybe not, maybe, you know, they're in a dark place and everything they post is really angry and makes me want to be angry. You know, you, it's, you kind of get whatever they project out there, but when you, as a lymphedema patient, someone who's living that life, when you meet someone with lymphedema, it's, it's life-changing. And I, I hate to sound dramatic, um, and get all teary eyed here. But I think about the kids at camp who even Amy, Amy was at camp our first summer. Um, she was part of launching that first camp, watch me, um, and how she talks about meeting one of these girls who reminded her of herself at that age and how she was so angry with herself. Um, and as a, a young teenager, she had all these feelings and emotions and just things she didn't know what to do with. Um, but then meeting basically like that child version of Amy, again, she was like, it healed something in me that I could pour into her and I could Mm -hmm. take some of her hurt with what she shared with me and that community it's unbreakable. I mean, Mm -hmm. and people forget, like people forget that, um, optimism and, and, and reaching out and like, yeah, I, I have awesome things that I'm doing. I also have terrible days and I post those too, you know, and, and there, it's a very real thing that, um, to be able to realize that we are relatable and, and that just because someone starts from a different place, secondary, primary, I remember, and you can change. Like I was at a point in my life once where I was like, oh my gosh, if I had lymphedema in my other leg, I would just not want to live. And guess what? My limb syntography, my inguinal lymph nodes have failed. Somehow I'm asymptomatic, but guess what? When, if I just, if I get symptoms in my other leg, I'm going to manage it and handle it because I am learning and I'm adapting and, and I'm changing. And so it's, it's okay to be like miserable and pissed and afraid and hopeless and angry. And it's okay to be that again. But it's also okay to be like, I got this today. (laughs) And then, then you know, the more got this today is and the more help and advice you can get from other people, like the closer you're going to be, you know, to, to to feeling like you have your control back and your life back. And that's where the community is so helpful because on those days that you are just down, I mean, it's a bad day. You can find encouragement in someone else who's been on that journey and has encouraged you before, or it's the flip, you know, um, we've talked about cam just a little bit before like this interview even started about how he's, you know, an encouragement to both of us and that cam Ayala is about to go through one of the hardest seasons in his life. And he is preparing his mental and physical game right now in preparation for his amputation. But during those hard days, cam is going to have to pull from his resources in the community to keep him positive. And the same is going to happen whenever he's having these good days. Um, I, I sometimes, I don't know why I imagine this cause it's not my journey, but I think about the kids and the young adults and the people in the community who are going to see cam be successful after this really hard journey. And I'm like, gosh, what an amazing testimony and just encouragement he's going to have to be able to encourage others. Cause he's, he's continued to be public with a lot of his struggles. And so 
that is what the community is for to pick you up when you're feeling down or to, you know, be that support for you when you need it. Um, and you can give back mm-hmm. to the community in those ways by being real, because you're not helping mm-hmm. anyone by posting rainbows and sunshines <laughs> and unicorns, um, when really it's thunder clouds and just rain showers and heartache, like just be real because that's what we need more of in the community and in the world, I will say, but in the lymphedema community, we need more just encouragement and acceptance and raw this is okay today, or this really sucks today type attitude. Yeah, and you don't, you don't have to be an advocate every day. You right. don't have to deal with somebody else. You don't have to help someone else every day, help yourself or don't like, it's just a process of figuring out how you're going to mentally, physically keep yourself in check so that th- because I post on Instagram, does that mean you have me? No, you know, because, like, because I have a like, I'm shamelessly wearing dresses with crazy, ridiculous compression socks. Um, do you have to do that? No, maybe you want to wear skin colored and, and put it on your pants. Heck yeah, that's you. I just want people to know that support is there. Um, hope is dangerous, but important. <laughs> and hope is dangerous, but important. I love that. <laughs> but we, you know, I, if it weren't for that one moment that I saw I mean, I saw Lymphosaurus Rex on an Instagram post and I was like, oh man, it's not all these other photos I'm looking at. It can also be that. And it was a minute. And I don't know that person personally. And I wrote that person once to be like, hey, thank you. You have no idea what you did in my brain that changed me. I, I was working as a personal trainer with my entire giant foam decongestion. And I still had some sort of like confidence and granted, I'd get in the car and I'd cry and it was like, am I faking? Am I making it? What am I doing? But I'll tell you what I was doing. I was carrying on um, and, and, you know, just just trying at that moment to survive, have hope, know what to do. And and I'm I'm barely on my journey. I know people have had lymphedema for 50 years. You know, I, I'm at seven maybe or four. I don't know. It doesn't really, I can't remember. <laughs> I just know that my life is part of it. Um, and it's, it's not a bad part of it. Let's talk about climbing your own Everest. <laughs> so honestly, it's, it's an interesting thing. I felt a little bit at first that I was, and I, I hate to use the word bullied, but when, when I was trying to help people in the lymphedema community, you know, most of the reactions I'm getting is like, well, Lindsay, you were an elite level athlete. Like I cannot relate to you and you've done, you've been to Everest. Like I, I can't even imagine accomplishing that, but so I wrote, I wrote a blog post and then I wrote an article and hadn't plugged with either of them, but find your own Everest. Like for my roommate, her Everest is to go outside and get in her garden. It's, it's like, she needs a strategy, a training plan, a safety. She needs like a safety plan. She needs equipment. Like she needs to be able to have gloves sit differently, like have her legs straight, have different shoes on, watch out for bugs. So if your Everest is, is gardening, if your Everest is going to watch your daughter play soccer, if your Everest is that you have not been in a pool because you don't want to put on a swimming suit with compression. If your Everest one day is actually just staying in bed, if the hardest thing you're going to do that day is not get up and feel like you have to help everyone because your body is saying, don't, that's your Everest. Climb it, make a plan, tell people around you your goal. Even if your goal is, because sometimes for me, I have to not climb Everest. I, you know, I had to, I had to leave Jackson, Wyoming, because I know I cannot stop jumping off cliffs with skis. 
And so I'm going to do it only on vacation now, not every day. So find your Everest, even if it's like the opposite of Everest. But I, I really, I really want to stress that don't assume someone's unrelatable because of their starting point. Let's assume that we're all on a journey. We all have an Everest or a not Everest, but let's just, you know, like don't bully each other. Don't think that that person has it easier or harder. Don't even think about that. Think how, think how you can help that person. Um, and then that'll come back around. That's so powerful. Just the, the concept. So powerful. You're so sweet. <laughs> um, we're gonna, we're gonna finish up a little bit. Um, talking about Juzo again. I want to make it full circle and we've already talked about, um, the compression, the family. I mean, just even the people who are putting your product in a package to get it to you. Um, tell me how Juzo is part of your daily life. And Juzo, I, I swear, I, I have no idea who I would be without Juzo. The first time I went on a hike after I had my custom compression mailed to me, I remember I, I like was feeling a little chubby. I like took off my shirt anyway, because I was trying to be body positive. And I had this thing on my leg that I didn't know how to put on with gloves I didn't know how to use. And I just, I just know that my daily life is as close to normal as it can be because of Juzo. The product, the 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 simplicity things that you don't think about, like how do I wash this thing? <laughs> the gloves to help you put it on, donning aids. I mean, I'm sure certainly at some point I'm gonna have arthritis in my fingers from breaking them. It's gonna be hard to put on the compression socks. The, the ability to reach out to them and have a question answered, you know, different types of garments for different people. Um, also the champion stories. If you look through the Juzo champion page, there, there's people that are unbelievable that we, that, that I didn't know existed. And it's such a great resource. So, I mean, without Juzo, I mean, every day when I'm getting dressed and I'm like pink or denim, hmm, I'm going to pick it's Juzo that helps me have this confidence. And I remember like speaking in front of the Juzo audience and I had to take my, I had really cute pink fry boots on. I had to take them off because my foot was swollen. And I just remember thinking like these people understand and they're trying to help. And it's just a, it's a family. Um, their product is insane. Kinesio tape. If you just even scroll through there, there's things you don't even know can help you. And, and even for me, I was, I'm recently reaching out regarding night garments and different, um, you know, different types of decongestion therapy for different things for my friends, things that I don't know about, but reach out to the family. Jesus is there to help you. Uh, you know, if you're not a Juzo person, you can reach out to the family anyway and be like, Hey, I have a joke. So I don't know how to put it on. Like it's not exclusive to a brand. It's exclusive to helping lymphedema patients manage lymphedema or lipedema or edema. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, this, that's one of the reasons why as a young CLT that Juzo caught my eye was the variety of things that they had available. Um, and I'm trying to find it now they have a, a rolled cotton product that helps with, um, fibrotic tissue that you can implement in bandaging. So like bandaging mm -hmm. supplies is one of the few things that Juzo itself doesn't, you know, produce or distribute, but their compression garments, their Velcro garments, their custom garments. I, I loved their products from the beginning and 
And I'm so glad you found them. I'm just really yeah, glad that they're too. part of your life. And like, it's, and I, you know, like it's people are like, oh my God, the person I put it on, I'm in a Kmart parking lot with rubber gloves on. I drive a Jeep, my foot's out the window. It's summer. And, and an Asian man walks by and he goes, whatever this is, it's going to get better. And I'm bawling. I didn't know to put it on. And I kind of look back at that. Oh, and I just know that uh, like all I needed to do was ask or look at a video. And I, and I didn't even know that that was available. Um, and it, it used to be uncomfortable. And then I learned how, like I, I had a different therapist measure me. And then I realized like, I, I do wear custom. I wear the strong and I wear the level three. And I, I, I realized I have to order them more frequently uh, because you have to get remeasured and they do lose a little bit. But what I realized is everything I didn't know I needed to know is there to ask. So if someone even says, I don't know what I need to know, <laughs> it's a starting point because right. um, people are going through it. People are doing things I can't imagine doing like my, and if, if there's a person who's interested in like, I still rock climb. I certainly wouldn't do it without pants on <laughs> and my compression and shoes. Like I don't walk barefoot at a beach, like too risky. Right. Um, but I know people like who surf and I kite surf and I don't always wear a booty, but I should. Um, but yeah, just like if there's things that you're needing to know, or you don't know what you know, or you're brand new at it, there is a community there. And there is a big, big community outside of there as well. Um, so find your gateway, find your gateway community to lymphedema. And Juzo, for me, has been the best absolute thing that could have happened to my lymphedema and the continuation of adventure seeking. I think this episode is a great gateway into the lymphedema community because you're encouraging, you are, you're self-motivated and driven because many people don't look at that starting point of, I don't know what I don't know as an opportunity. They look at, I don't know what I don't know as a, I don't know how to find it. I'm just going to sit here and give up. (laughs) Googling lymphedema is the worst thing my mom could have ever done. Like she's still not over it. I'm serious. It's hard. The first thing that comes up in a Google search will make you feel like there is no life left in you. And so I tell people like I started there too. Um, But man, my poor mom. (laughs) And that's hard to come back from because it's, it's no different than being diagnosed with cancer. When someone is diagnosed with cancer, they think I'm going to die. Or they mm-hmm. say the, they're told, you know, you have cancer. It's we've caught it early. It's good. You may hear that, but you're still thinking I'm going to die. Cancer. Yeah. And then when you, when you have cancer and maybe you are a survivor or maybe you're just managing it. And then all of a sudden you get lymphedema on top and incurable progressive disease. I mean, some people are like, it wasn't as bad enough or good enough that I either survived cancer. Like, and also, by the way, surviving cancer to me is anyone who's had cancer, dealing with cancer or died of cancer, they still survive. Because like surviving is just living through it with it. And sometimes, like I hate the word survivor, but if you've survived cancer, living with cancer and you get lymphedema, it seems like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to be now in a black hole with a black rock on top. But that is not true. And, and it's not one, like it's, it's just something I had to deal with. I felt like a failure. 
And that was hard for me, but it didn't last long because I thought, well, I can't, a failure for what? Me having lymph nodes removed and then not exactly telling me that this could happen. And just education. If you have a friend who has red cancer radiation and they see some swelling in their arm, like, let's do it. Go see someone, do MLD, put a compression on. If you're going to fly, wear it, like help each other, like help your friends, but don't, you know, it's like, don't be in the space where like, oh, I have a progressive disease. I'm just going to not wear compression and, and lay in bed forever. Unless that's what you want to do. And if that's what you're really choosing, then I'll come lay in bed next year. <laughs> uh, once people see how smoking hot you are on Instagram, I wouldn't put that offer out there. They'll be like, hey, Lindsay, my bed is open. Hey, remember that bed thing? I'm like, uh, uh, I, uh, uh, I bet, uh. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to close out. I want to give you the opportunity, um, share what's on your heart or what encouragement you might have for the lymphedema community. And maybe like, what goals do you have for yourself? Where would you like to see yourself, um, within the lymphedema community? So that was kind of a weighted question, but tell me all the things, where do you, where would you like to see yourself in the community? What encouragement do you have for us today? Well, you know, I, I really am in the process of changing careers to something that's a little less physical, believe it or not, because I, I'm also a realist. Um, and I'm hoping to work within the lymphedemia community. I, I'm intelligent. I have a PhD. I've done some product development. I'm a great community manager. Um, and, and really, like if anyone's listening, which everyone is, I, I think what I, my, my passion is calling me towards working within the lymphedema community. Mm-hmm. And I put feelers out and Juzo, you know, Juzo knows that, um, you know, they know my strengths as a brand champion and I've done Instagram takeovers. And, and really, I think if someone has an opportunity that they think would um, be something I might be interested in, please reach out because I, I have a lot to give. I'm ready to do it. I, I've gone through some of my own like personal healing enough that I can hold space for dealing with things like that. And I'd love to brainstorm, share ideas. I have so many and they're exciting. And, and I just, I just kind of need a platform to, to be myself in. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm new to the thought of, of changing careers and I've been an athlete and I've, and I've been a student and I've been a scientist. And now I want to take all of those things, plus my passion and zest for life, plus my experience as a lymphedema patient. So thanks for listening, you guys. I, I'm very blessed to have so many great experiences and terrible experiences with lymphedema but the real thing is thank you to holly and thank you to everyone who's introducing me to people so that i can help just you know i mean if i help one person with one tiny thing then i'm doing it right mother Teresa says loneliness and the feeling of being unwanted is the most terrible poverty this podcast is here for you to find friendship and a community for your journey with lymphedema I hope you enjoyed learning more about Juzo champion, Lindsay Sosevec. Email me with your story if you would like to share lymphedemopodcast at gmail.com or visit the website lymphedemopodcast.com to submit a topic for another episode. And remember, you can always search the directory on the website for a full list of podcasts based on topics.